0: ComC is excited to announce their latest partnership with CGC Trading Cards and CSG. With over 30 million raw cards available in our marketplace, ComC is ready to provide an effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and now grade your Marvel, Sports, Star Wars, and TCG trading cards. ComC is thrilled to offer a smooth and seamless grading experience that is available today for all their customers. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today, we're going to be having a wrestling card-centric podcast. That's going to be our main theme throughout today's episode, and I want to start with my continued pursuit of the Norman Smiley Super Collection. This last week, a card popped up on eBay, one of the numbered to 25 autos that I was still needing, and so I jumped on it. I think it was only about $15 or so. It was great to be able to pick up such a low serial numbered card of one of the wrestlers that I love to collect, Norman Smiley, for only $15 plus shipping, and it came, it went smooth and flawless, so added that one to the list, another one marked off the list. I continue to get closer and closer to having all the Norman Smiley cards. Getting the one-of-ones and the printing plates, that's going to be a challenge I've really only seen a couple ever come up, but I will keep my eyes open. I've got my eBay searches set, and I'm starting to scour the message boards and Instagram and search where I can. So if you know of anybody who might have some low serial numbered Norman Smiley cards or some one of ones out there, let me know. Our main guest today is Chuckster. He is one of the wrestling card OGs. He's been around for a long time. He has a vast knowledge of of wrestling cards and so if you're looking to learn he's got a lot that you can you can learn from him i guess i should say so if you have not connected with chuckster if you're not following him make sure you go to the show notes find the link to his twitter handle and hit that follow button because there's a lot that you can learn from chuckster we'll get into that interview after you hear from the sports card shop at moco Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the Sports Card Shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Goacher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. Well, Charles Davy is a longtime wrestling card collector who's better known as Chuckster in the hobby community. He joins us today to share a bit about his background and what he's up to today. Welcome, Chuckster.
1: Hi, Mike. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And we've, we were just kind of talking before the show. We've interacted online. We've been a part of several of the same shows over the years, but we've never actually had a chance to be on the same panel or have a, a direct conversation. So this is a, a great opportunity for us to chat a little bit today. I want to start with, you know, how did your wrestling card collecting journey start?
1: Well, to be honest with you, uh, unlike most other wrestling card collectors, I was not a fan of wrestling as a kid. I didn't get into wrestling until I was in my early 19, or in my early 20s. So we're looking about the mid-1980s when that happened. I'm probably the oldest collector around here. I'm 65. Um, so I didn't get into wrestling until I was in my 20s. And my first set that I bought was a um, the 87 Tops, opening them by packs and, and putting a set together. And it was kind of fun, you know, and I never really got into cards, wrestling cards at the time. When I was a kid, most of my card collecting dealt with pulp culture stuff like Batman and Dark Shadows and the Monkeys and the Beatles and all of those cards that were big in the 60s, because that's when I was a kid. And I didn't at the time realize I was collecting. I was a kid and I was just getting cards. <laughs> I wasn't I didn't, I didn't even know what a card collector was. I just, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood was buying them and trading them back and forth. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I went to my first indie wrestling show and a friend of mine was really into wrestling. And uh, after that, I got my first set. And I thought, wow, these are pretty cool. So uh, I just started looking around to see what else might be out there. And lo and behold, there was started coming a lot of wrestling cards, but Again, at the time, I was only WWF at the time fan. So WWF was all I knew. I didn't know there was indie cards. I didn't know there was Japanese stuff. I didn't know there was other things like that. So I just went after all the WWF stuff. Um, as my se- as my interest in wrestling became more more clear that I really liked this and this was this was something I was going to be into, I, I started doing research on wrestling and found out about other sets. So I started chasing other lesser known sets. I had no idea in my early twenties that this was going to turn into a lifetime career of collecting cards. Um, as a matter of fact, like I've told Paul and uh, Tony before, my collection includes probably 500 sets. Okay. And as a matter of fact, they're all on the shelves here behind me. Um, binder after binder. Um, But at the time you had one or two card sets and you thought, well, that's something. But then when I started going down those rabbit holes and finding, finding these little things, it it just became an obsession with me. It's like, I got to have everything, got to have everything. So I became at the time, like Paul from wrestling card price guide always said we were both set collectors. We, we tried to do, uh, we just tried to get everything master set collectors so that's what I did for years, was just go after master sets. Once parallels became the norm, my master set collecting days was out the window because I just wasn't chasing all the parallels. But I still did all the base cards and all the insert sets. So that's kind of how I, I got into this was just just from a friend who casually took me to an indie show one time. And that was, that was the start of everything, you know, and, and been hooked ever since.
0: So you started getting the bug from an indie show, but it was at that point, though, the, the WWF cards that were the first cards you collected. And you talked about having hundreds and hundreds of different sets and, and the knowledge that you've gained over those years. You know, every day I continue to learn more and more about wrestling cards. And as somebody who loves to learn, I have a strong appreciation for other collectors um, who've been around a long time and are willing to share their knowledge. And, and that's one of those things that that I appreciate you or appreciate about you. Uh, do you collect other things or had you collected other things since you know you were a kid? As you kind of transitioned, you mentioned things that you were acquiring as a kid. But as an adult before wrestling cards, were you collecting other things?
1: My biggest collection has always been wrestling. And not only did I collect wrestling cards, but before I sold my house, I had a room full collection of wrestling figures. I had well over a thousand of those. I had, I collect wrestling magazines, which go way back. I still have those. I couldn't bear to part with those. The the figures, when I moved into a smaller apartment, I knew I wasn't going to have any room for them. So I begrudgingly sold them to a toy store up in Pittsburgh who gave a really good deal on it. And I couldn't see me boxing them up and putting them in storage and never being seen again it was time for other collectors to get a hold of them because I had some rare stuff in there I had Hasbro's and Remco's and you know early Jack Pacific and and Bendham's I had just about everything and between the wrestling cards and the magazines and the figures collecting was really overtaking I I used I used to say I had a good collection and eventually the collection had me I used to own one and then it ended up owning me. And that's when I decided I needed to slow down a little bit. I was, I was just getting in over my head. So that's kind of what I collected. So
0: you've talked about then that, you know, that collection evolved over time, right? It was, you know, it was broader than just cards, but cards was a big focus. You had the figures, I guess, you know, you, I wanted to ask if you changed directions and you kind of indicated that you have, was it hard to change directions? You know, you, you mentioned that you were collecting, but then that collection owned you a bit. Was it hard to
1: shift your focus and change directions? It was because I, I was, I was obsessed with it. I mean, I would go into a store, friends of mine would laugh at me. They would go along with me. We'd go on a wrestling hunt (laughs) and I would, we'd go out of town and, and we go into a store and, uh, if I saw an action figure say on the shelf and I look on the back and it says, Oh, there's six in this series, I wouldn't leave that store unless I had all six of them. Whether I wanted them or not, for some reason I had to have them. You know, I just had to have everything perfect. Um, and so when I cut back, it was kind of hard to lose it because I had put invested so much time and energy and years into collecting this. But I knew it was time to to kind of narrow down my my outlook again a little bit because I had retired at the time when I sold my house and obviously making really good money working to just a monthly retirement check wasn't going to fulfill my hobby needs anymore I had to do something to to just narrow my narrow my collection and still stay within the hobby and wrestling cards just seem to be the right thing to do because they're easy to store they're um they're just there's so much history on them you got pictures you got bios on the back you can still keep up with everything so you know it's it just cards have just become my 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 main focus when it comes to wrestling uh the only other card that i might still look at if they ever come out with again is batman batman has always been my favorite since i was a kid and uh, i mean i collected the very first batman set pack by pack when I was six years old, you know, so, you know, Batman has always been kind of my little go-to away from wrestling. If I want to collect.
0: You've talked about your focus being on, on sets. How has, and you mentioned, you know, cutting back with the parallel era and the transition now that we've gotten in parallels, you're still focused on kind of the base and inserts, Is there any focus within that, or do you go after pretty much everything, the AEW sets, the WWE sets, all of the the proliferation of indie sets that we've seen? Are you kind of going after all of those base card sets now, or have you narrowed your your card focus even more?
1: I have unfortunately had to narrow it even more because as much as a fan as I was of putting together a full base set, financially, I just can't afford to do it with with the new WWE releases that are out because they're just beyond my, my grasp financially. Not that I wouldn't like to have them. I just can't afford to do so. I got the first three AEW sets cause I'm a major AEW mark. I love, I love AEW. So I did go after the first three and I went hog wild on the very first one. I ended up like opening eight or 10 boxes of that. I just, I was crazy about it. And, uh, but my focus now has gotten away from going after the, new ultra modern shiny expensive stuff because i can't afford those what i have decided to do is take the money that i would have spent on that and i have gone back now to filling in holes in my older collections because pops was releasing sets left and right for the longest time and no sooner would they get a set released than the next set would come out and i wasn't finished with the set that came out before it yet so i have i now have the time and the finances to go back and say i'm missing one insert set from 2015 i can go back and find that insert set and finish it and now i'm a completist on that set again and i love doing that and i can i can and they're not quite as expensive as they would have been you know in the modern day and the other focus i'm on is the indie stuff i love indie card wrestling um, so that helps complete my OCD for getting uh, a master set again. Because you can buy a box of indie cards; it's everything in there, one and done. You got it, and I and I'm a completist again. I kind of can fill that little little void of saying, "Hey, I'm a completist again." So, so filling in old sets and focusing on indie sets have really been my current current frame that I that I like to go after right now.
0: You mentioned that. You used to go to some of these stores, you were going on a wrestling hunt, trying to, to see what you could find where well, you were going with other people. Were those other folks that you were going with, were they collectors also, or were they just friends that were kind of along for the ride?
1: They were friends that were along for the ride. They, they kind of got used to me being a wrestling fan. Most of my friends are not wrestling fans, believe it or not. I have a couple that are, but most of them aren't, but they got to know wrestling just from being around me. And they would humor me when we go somewhere. It's like, oh, I guess we're going to the wrestling store again. Yeah, we're gonna go get some wrestling stuff. And uh and they actually got to know what I was looking for. So sometimes they'd be out, I'd get a phone call from hey, I'm standing in Toys R Us. You know, I found this. Do you want this? Yeah, pick it up, you know. And uh the, they would find stuff online and they they'd hear me talking about it. So they would just a friend of mine actually bought me the um action-packed Undertaker autograph one year, one year for, for a gift. It's wow. like, you don't have this, do you? And I said, no. And I opened it up and I'm shaking. I was like, are you kidding me? She said, no, it's just, you know, a gift from, from us, you know, we want you to have it. So they, they got to know what I liked and, and hearing me talk, they knew what was important and what was just kind of fluff, you know? So uh, they uh, my friends, although they don't follow wrestling much, they know I'm into it and they don't make fun of me anymore because <laughs> being a wrestling fan is so much harder than being a regular sports fan. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta take a lot of guff to, to get there, but, but, um but yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm focused mostly on just filling in old, old sets now because I can't afford to do that. And I've noticed too, lately we have enough new faces in the hobby to cover the new what I like to call mm-hmm. ultra modern era like the prism stuff and the panini stuff but I don't want to lose sight of the old school cards because they really are the pillars of our hobby and the newer people coming into it are just focusing on all the newer stuff that's coming out and they might kind of forget or neglect the old stuff I want to be one of these old school guys that still have the knowledge about them and know what's out there and and keep focus on them too, because you just don't want to lose the history of wrestling cards, and that's what these old school sets are. I feel you know, I just, I just don't want people to forget that they're out there, and they do have a, they do have a meaning to this hobby. There, there's something kind of important.
0: You know, it's one thing to collect as a solitary activity, and it's a whole different thing to participate actively in kind of a, a community. What prompted you to start engaging with other collectors?
1: The pandemic. Mm. When I when I retired, I retired right about the time the pandemic hit. And I was sitting at home doing nothing but twiddling my thumbs. And and I thought, well, I'm just going to go back and start kind of working, getting my collection a little more organized. Now, I've been a frequent contributor and a user of uh, WrestlingTradingCards.com for a long time. And I got a hold of Tony at the time when he was getting ready to re-update the site. And he said, can you help? And I said, absolutely. So that's when I became the senior contributor. I started, he, he had stopped, uh, they had stopped updating about 2014. So everything on his site from 2014 up to about 2020 was about 90% my work. Hmm. And I was doing, I was putting checklists together. Um, I was scanning photos to him. um, And once I started doing that, he said, well, you know, everybody's on Twitter and everybody's saying Twitter is the place to be for wrestling cards. Uh, Okay, I'm not I'm not much of a social media person. I had a Facebook, but it's mostly for family and friends and it's not really a wrestling thing. So I got on Twitter and I was surprised when I got on there how many people actually knew who I was because just because of my work with the WTC over the years and being on their little chat boards for years and it, it just got fun I actually I'm, I'm actually like you said every day I'm learning something new from these guys you know they they could be new collectors in the hobby and spring something on me from way back when it's like wow I didn't know that and I, I mean that's what I like about the community everybody tries to help each other and and teach each other you know um it can get a little heated at times, but, uh, I try to stay away from that. I, I, you know, I, I like everybody and I try to get along with everybody. So, um, and you just don't know how much I appreciate all the help that everybody's been with me. Uh, sharing my collection has been fun. Um, I've helped Paul. I think you've had Paul and and on your show here just recently. Yeah. Um, I, his side a good bit and I helped Tony with his site. So those are kind of my That's my hobby nowadays is, you know, helping get the information out there as much as it is collecting. So I've got a lot of free time, so I'm on the keyboard a lot.
0: You mentioned a few of the the positives that we've experienced within the wrestling card community. Is there something about it that you um, like the most? Is there a a piece of that that you enjoy the most? Uh,
1: No, not really. It's just the, uh, just, just the, the, uh, people sharing what they have and sharing their knowledge. I enjoy that. And I actually enjoy the camaraderie with some of the people. You know, a lot of people are really nice and they'll reach out to me personally on direct message instead of online. And and I've developed a, a little rapport offline with a lot of people. And that's been fun meeting new friends. And last summer, I made it to my first ever national sports car convention. It was in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey which is about a six hour drive for me. Paul was going to be there. Tony was going to be there. A couple other guys online that I knew was going to be there. I went and I actually got to meet in person. These people that I've dealt with online for so many years, I'd never met them in person, just on these little chat rooms. And, 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 Twitter feeds and stuff like that. And to actually meet them and hang out with them and go to dinner and just hang out on the boardwalk and hang out at the convention hall. It was fun just getting to meet everybody. That's, that, you know, meeting, making new friends in the hobby at 65 years old was pretty cool to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome experience. I had a similar experience at the 2019 National in Chicago. Um, that was the first year from my perspective, that was a a period of time, 2018 into 2019, you started to see a lot of hobby content start up. There were more and more podcasts starting. There were more and more web video shows starting. um, Live streamers were starting, you know, at that point. And the 2019 National was the first time that I got to meet a lot of those other sports card collectors who I had interacted with online. And they'd been on um, I'd talked to them for the blog or they I'd been on their shows for an interview and we got a chance to meet face to face for the first time. And th- that is just kind of such a cool experience. It's hard to describe if if folks haven't done that yet. The, the 2023 National is going to be back in Chicago this year and I'll be there. And I'm definitely looking forward to that opportunity to connect with a whole nother segment of people that I've met for the first time, including, you know, folks like yourself over these last couple of years. So I don't know if you're going to be at this summer's national or not, but there's a whole bunch of people that I can't wait this, this coming year.
1: Right. Unfortunately, due to some family commitments, I'm not gonna be able to make this year's, but I hope one getting another one. But what, what was really fun about last year's is I was honored to be a part of what I consider wrestling card history. They did a live stream panel from the National, all on wrestling cards, hosted by, by Paul and Tony. And we had the Ten Tancredi brothers from the Wrestling Card Podcast. And they had Caleb, who does a lot of the indie stuff, uh, collecting with Caleb, myself. Um, and we were able to speak on wrestling cards in the history of, and it was such an honor to be asked to do that and to be a part of what I consider wrestling card history, because that was a first. Mm-hmm. Um, this year is going to be even better. I'm unfortunately not going to be able to make that one, but it would be a blast. I mean, I'll, I'll be watching when they do if when they do that again this year. So.
0: There's so many positives that come from from cards and the card community, and and being able to participate and interact with other collectors. Um, but I I always feel like there's areas that we can grow and that areas that we can improve on. From your perspective, with the experience that you've had both kind of researching and and building a knowledge base, but also now interacting with other people and helping share that knowledge. Is there anything from your perspective that you think we can improve on as a card collecting community?
1: Uh, yes, but it's just my opinion. I think there's a big division in the hobby now over old school and modern. And I don't like to see that because in the end, we're all just card collectors and we're all doing the same thing. I mean, it's pictures of guys on cardboard. That's all it is, you know? And and to have such a, a division in the hobby right now really, really disturbs me. I hate to see that. I, tried, I try to stay positive all the time, but it's just, that's just kind of what hurts me is this a division in the hobby right now. I think we can do better. The name calling and the... And the things like that it's just got to stop. But um, it's not. It's. It seems to have settled down some now. But but last year or so, it got pretty, pretty heated, and I I just wasn't a fan of that. You know, I'm just a fan of sharing my collection and helping people out. What I can do. You know?
0: Whenever I'm talking with collectors who have been involved in collecting for a long time, I always like to ask, "What advice do you have for new wrestling card collectors?"
1: You know what? Just go after what you enjoy collecting. Don't don't listen to other people. You know, if someone says, oh, you just need to collect all this stuff. You know, don't listen to them. Look at something. Find something you like. Go after it. If you want to be just a player collector and you want to collect, say, just Roman Reigns, do it. If you want to collect just Matt Riddle, do it. If you want to be a set collector like me, do it just do what makes you happy, what you can afford to do. don't put yourself in debt over it. Um, I was guilty of that for a long time. <laughs> I finally got my head above water again but um, of course I was collecting everything but um, but don't uh, don't just let people sway you. I mean, you can ask people for advice or, Or you could contact me and say, hey, what sets did you like best? And maybe they can take a look at it and say, oh, yeah, that is pretty cool. I think that stinks. I don't want that. You know, just do what makes you happy and what you can afford. That's 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 the key to it.
0: I also, you know, you're talking about your focus now. You're going back in and filling in some some different holes from the older stuff that you had been um, kind of building out are there any particular cards or sets that are kind of high on your priority list right now?
1: Well, actually, yes. There's a, there's a series of cards that tops put out uh, several years ago and they released, um, they released them in their hobby boxes. I think they might've been in their blasters too, but they were, they were tribute cards and they released them over a set, over a series of four different sets. Like you might have, cards one through 10 and their flagship um, cards 11 through 20 would be in road to WrestleMania cards 21 through 30 would be in the following sec, like, like heritage or something. And they built up and there was like 10 or 12 different ones. And I've completed about half of them, but there's still some that I'm still looking to fill in the blanks. I'd like to complete those sets of 40 just mm-hmm for my own personal enjoyment you know the hardest ones was some of the more the latter ones like uh, Randy Savage and Undertaker those are really difficult to complete and uh, but but the earlier ones like Hogan and Sting and and I mean I just got a whole bunch of them there's I mean even Ronda Rousey has one um, I just got so many of them but I'm, I've been focusing on those a lot because you get on eBay and you can find most of them you know you might be missing one or two here and there but but those are the, those are the ones I'm focusing on completing right now.
0: Very, very nice. Is there anything else you want people to know before we go today?
1: Uh just, I just want to thank everybody who's reached out to me and been so great with me. Um, I've made some really good friends in this hobby and uh, I appreciate everybody just helping me out. And I'm glad that you, uh, I think enough of me to, uh, to, to take my, uh, my little snippets of wisdom. And, and, uh, so just, just collect and, and enjoy, enjoy the hobby. Uh, go back and check out some of those old school stuff. If you haven't for a while, I, people say, what do you do put these cards in a binder and never see them again? Oh, no, no, no. I put them in a binder and about once a week, I pull a binder out and I sit there and I flip through them and I just enjoy, enjoy the, uh, just the nostalgia that comes from looking at these cards. So uh, just, just hang in there. And it's just, it's just a, it can be a fun hobby. Just don't let it just don't let it take over your life. Like it did mine for a while. And, uh, and you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's just, just a nice hobby to get into.
0: I appreciate you being willing to come spend a few minutes and chat a little bit today. Like I said, I've been doing a ton of learning over these last couple of years, and I always appreciate those folks who are open to questions, who go on other shows and share their knowledge, who contribute to the different resources and websites like wrestlingtradingcars.com. And so your contributions are definitely one of those things that help me learn and help me get up to speed and understand more about the history of cards and some of those older sets. And so it means a lot to me that you're willing to come on and have a conversation today. So thanks again, Chuckster. And for all of you out there, if you're just starting to dabble, start following Chuckster and start digging into some of the things that he contributes to because he's got a lot of info to share and, and he can help get you up to speed uh, pretty quickly. So. Thanks, Chuckster. Thank
1: you. And you'll be seeing a Chuckster card arriving next week. That's Chuck- that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the we'll have to check out this uh wrestling card collector set that's gonna be put out um via uh, the wrestling via Tony, right? Tony's store is is where that's gonna be available.
1: Tony's going to be selling them, but they were produced by Paul and Ann from the wrestling card price guide. They were designed by Adrian Brown from KGE. Um the boxes were made by Joypad Lad, so every a lot of people in the community had a hand in getting this together. But they are going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it and uh, just seeing everybody that I've interacted with online for so long get to see an actual picture now.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm I'm a part of that set as well. But you know, there's I think 50 um, people that are going to be in the set, and I know that there's some of those that I don't even know who they are and so i'm looking forward to seeing that that full lineup and the full checklist as well.
1: Exactly. We have it up on WTC already by the way.
0: Okay, check i'll it check it out. <laughs> Thanks again, Chuckster.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you taking time to talk with me. See you everybody.
0: I don't know about you, but what i loved most about that conversation with Chuckster was his emphasis on how relationships are a huge part of his wrestling card collecting experience. It sounds like that is one of the main things that he feels like he's benefited from, from being part of this wrestling card hobby. And I think that's something that we all need to keep in mind. There is a lot of great people who collect cards, whether it's wrestling cards, whether it's sports cards, whether it's entertainment cards. There are people out there who love and are passionate about the same things. And with the internet today, with social media today, we have an opportunity to connect with like-minded people who are passionate about the same things as us that we may not otherwise get to meet. You know, There's not necessarily going to be people in our everyday lives, in our local area, who are quite as passionate. But with the Internet and with these social media platforms, we have an opportunity to connect with like-minded people who are passionate about the same things. And I am so happy that Chuckster highlighted that and reminded all of us about that. Let me know what you thought about that conversation. Let me know some of the relationships and the connections that you've made over time as being a part of the card collecting community. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at waxpackhero. And if you wouldn't mind, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And tell a friend. That is all I have for you today. I'll catch you next time.